Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is the Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at Western New York with news, features, and special guests. Now, here's your host, Brian Rusk. Welcome to the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520, back by popular demand. We have a tremendous congressman with us, very outspoken, very strong, very honest man, Chris Jacobs. He was elected to the 116th Congress in July of 2020. He proudly represents New York's 27th Congressional District, encompassing Erie, Niagara, Ontario, Orleans, Wyoming, Livingston, Genesee, and Monroe counties. Chris Jacobs currently serves on the House Committee on Agriculture and the House Committee on the Budget for the 117th Congress. Now, he just returned from a very important fact-finding mission to the uh, southern border, and I don't understand, maybe you can explain this, Congressman Chris Jacobs, why we have strict enforcement of the northern border, 20 minutes from your home in Orchard Park, and at the southern border, it's wide open, and we have 19,000 miners sitting in horrible, horrible conditions. Could you please explain this to our audience on ESPN AM 1520? Well, again, thank you for the opportunity to be here, Brian. And, uh, yes, it was. Uh, it is very disturbing what's going on uh, down at the border. I went down to the border about uh, a year and a half ago, uh, and uh, I, I thought it would be uh, important to go down now and see the difference. Uh, and it is stark, that the difference. When I went down a year and a half ago, uh, Trump had uh, the Trump administration in, had instituted some very significant policies which brought control and calm uh, to uh, the border. Uh, I toured detention facilities that did have some people in, but were not uh, jam-packed and not uh, chaotic. Uh, now, as we go down there, is exactly the opposite. Uh, you know, we are at uh, I think uh, thus far 172,000. Uh, people have been interdicted coming across the border. Uh, that's uh, uh, about a 20-year high. Uh, so contrary to what uh, the Biden administration is saying and others, this is not just a cyclical thing. Uh, this is a crisis. Uh, this is a crisis that is uh, directly related to the changes in policy, uh, the reversal of policies when the Biden administration came in on January 20th. And, uh, you know, it's not just me saying that as Border Patrol agents. It's not just me saying it. it's, it's the president of Mexico, the president of Ecuador. Uh, they are saying the change in policy and the change in the rhetoric has driven this. And so um, uh, we are uh, the the Border Patrol 
is overwhelmed. Um, they uh, they have a humanitarian crisis they're trying to deal with um, while they're trying to keep the border secure. Um, and we certainly have a, a crisis we've seen with all the young people. Uh, they're jammed into these facilities uh, that are four, five, six, seven, eight hundred percent over capacity. Uh, and uh, you know. We, we do have a thing called COVID, so this is really, really significant and, and, a, and a crisis of significant proportions. Uh, so in addition to the young people that are coming over and, and dealing with that humanitarian crisis, um, we also have a major security crisis to the people of our country. That's why, you know, when people say, why from Western New York are you going down there? Because this is a national issue. These people are not just staying at the, along the border. They're getting on planes, literally getting on planes and going out throughout the country. But um, the cartels, the drug cartels in Mexico uh, and other places in South America are controlling this whole process. Uh, they are making enormous sums of money. Uh, in the one sector that I was touring, the Del Rio sector, uh, uh, and uh, they, they, the Border Patrol estimated uh, the cartels are making about $11 million a week on bringing people over. And uh, the thing, too, is they make more money the worse the, p the person is. So uh, just a, a regular person coming over, it's about 5000 a head. Uh, but if you're a criminal, if you're sex, uh, drug, uh, 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 part of the drug trade, if you're um, looking to go up and get involved with a gang, or if you are uh, have terrorist interests, uh, um, a lot more. And this sector alone, this year, they've had people, they've interdicted people from 62 different countries. Uh, so you saw a couple weeks ago, two Yemenite individuals were captured. They were on the terrorist watch list. Uh, so I believe four others who, who, who have been caught. Um, one Border Patrol agent said to me uh, that he's very concerned about this. This is not an outlier. These people are coming over. And it, it, his quote was, it's not a matter of if, but when a terrorist act happens as a result of the people that are getting on the border right now. So um, we have a crisis, again, a humanitarian crisis. Uh, we have a, a, a security crisis. And um, uh, we need to first get resources down, the local law enforcement down there um, and, and the Border Patrol. Um, you know, local law enforcement, we had a meeting when we were down there with eight uh small county sheriffs who are just overwhelmed by the chaos that is going on in their communities. One sheriff said to me that they've had 27 high-speed chases in one week and three fatalities. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, the, the, they are living in chaos in these communities. They are asking and pleading for help. They're also asking to say, why has Vice President Harris, who is determined to be the kind of border czar, um, not even come down? Uh, to the to the border. What kind of message is that saying that where this ranks in the priority uh, for her? So we need we need resources down there, and then we need to uh, reverse uh, some of uh, reverse the reversals of the Trump policies that were so effective. The one that was incredibly effective was the re what was called what is commonly known as the Remain in Mexico policy, and this policy is. Uh, what, what we were seeing when Trump came in was that people were coming over the border, immediately turning themselves over to Border Patrol and saying, I want asylum. Mm -hmm. uh, and when they're asked that, uh, they have a right to that. They have a right to a hearing uh, because there were so many people doing that. 
they would get an appearance ticket, say, come back in a year, because that's how long it's going to take. And, of course, we'd never see them again, because um, it's not easy to get an asylum. Uh, they would know they probably wouldn't get it. And so they just are go- uh, vanish into the into the interiors of our country. And uh, what uh, what uh, President Trump did, he negotiated an arrangement with uh, Mexico to say, we absolutely will hear your asylum hearing, but while you are waiting, you're going to wait, wait in Mexico. And that created a, a, a significant deterrent that they couldn't continue to just enter the country and not come back to the hearing. And that was one of the main drivers decreasing the thing. The, I believe the first day, or if, if not that, the, uh, within the first week, the Biden administration um, uh, uh, ended that program and, and trained, changed it back to the other way. So um, that alone, uh, also stopping the building of the border wall. Um, and, you know, the border wall is not a partisan issue. It used to not be a part. I mean, President Biden supported the border wall when he was the senator. Uh, but when Donald Trump embraced it, then suddenly it was terrible. But we have a, a mayor down in Texas that uh, my colleagues met with, a Democratic mayor who's calling, pleading to finish the 50 miles of border wall along his city. Uh, so uh, it's a bipartisan issue down where people are directly impacted down in Texas. Uh, so uh, and then the rhetoric, just, you know, the, the Democratic rhetoric that we've seen, mm-hmm. you know, I, um, starting with the presidential debates, when every one of the, those candidates in the Democratic primary raised their hand to give free health care to to undocumented immigrants. I mean, those messages are used as marketing for the cartels to say, come on, it's open season in, in America Pay us five thousand dollars and and we'll bring you over. So uh, we have a real crisis there. Um, the Biden administration needs to admit that it's a crisis and uh, start uh, doing substantive things to reverse it. Because you know we're we're talking about hundreds of thousands of uh, people. We're talking about a humanitarian crisis that, that's burgeoning and growing. We're you know and we talk about the typical cycle. This is not the typical cycle, but the summer months are the peak. And uh, so we haven't even hit the worst if we look at, 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 at uh, historic trends. Uh, so uh, great to be down there. I mean, not great, but it was important to be down there, as you said, right. a fact-finding message. Uh, and so we can advocate. And, uh, you know, I appreciate the opportunity to talk to you about it because so many on the mainstream media will not. Uh, and this is a, 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 an issue that we all need to be aware of because we are going to see uh, results of it in our communities. Um, we are going to see we, uh, a report just right. came out that, that MS-13 uh, is, is infiltrating these detention facilities to try to lure these teenagers into the gangs. Uh, so, you know, we, we want to stop this. We don't want another generation of gang activity as a result of this. That's one thing. You know, so on and on and on. Uh, but an uh, important issue, and we're going to keep raising it until there's real uh, substantive change on the way we are doing things down at the border. It's a great educational experience, and I know that Chris Jacobs has a tremendous uh, background in education, being on the Buffalo School Board and with the Bison Fund. And we're going to get back to this uh, topic in just a moment because I want to talk about these mules that are involved with drugs, which is so offensive uh, to me. Uh, Our guest today, again, is popular U.S. Congressman Chris Jacobs. If you're listening in Orchard Park or Toronto or Washington, D.C., drop us a note as you're listening to the 50,000 watts of clear channel power of ESPN AM 1520. 
please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. This station has received letters as far away as Scandinavia, New Zealand, so drop us a note. ESPN 1520 is streaming. You can listen live by going to our website, ESPN1520.com, and clicking on the radio.com or listen tab. And a plug here, and Chris Jacobs is half Polish, so he'll like this. Western New Yorkers love their traditions, and the Ampol Legal has been writing about Polish-American traditions and events for over 50 years. News and features from a Polish-American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper, as well as recipes and a calendar of events. Don't miss out on the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the Ampol Legal. The Ampol Legal is available in many Tops and Wegmans stores for home delivery. Call 716-835-9454. That's 716-835-9454 to have the latest news from Poland and Polonia in your mailbox each week. We'd like to thank those who called regarding our recent guest, former Amherst Deputy Supervisor Guy Marlette, Senate Republican Leader Rob Ort, and Al Zuccaro with the World Trade Center of Palm Beach, Florida. Coming up, we're going to have Ambassador Ron Gidwitz, who was uh, ambassador to the European Union and Belgium, B. Kazar, a famous author. A little bit more information about our guest, United States Congressman Chris Jacobs, and I, I know his family well because his mother was one of my bosses at Damon College as a trustee for 12 years. Well, prior to serving in the House of Representatives, Congressman Jacobs served as a New York State Senator, Erie County Clerk, as a member of the Buffalo School Board. After college, Congressman Jacobs' first job was working in Washington, D.C. for then HUD Secretary Jack Kemp, the former Buffalo congressman and Buffalo Bills quarterback. Chris Jacobs also founded the Bison Scholarship Fund to promote educational opportunity for Western New York students. He's done a lot for Western New York, and we look forward to learning more from the congressman. And I want to talk about these mules. Um, you see this on South of the Border on Netflix of these people who swallow plastic bags of heroin or cocaine, and then they can go across the border and then cough up these bags and they can be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. Did you see any of that of children and illegal aliens transporting these drugs across the Rio Grande and making big money for the drug cartels? Congressman Jacobs. Yeah, I think what we saw more of right now is uh, the cartels clearly realized that they um, can make a lot of money on the human trafficking that they're doing right now. Uh, they also, um, they, for instance, a lot of the young people that I saw in the detention facility I um, went to were 15, 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds. And uh, one of the border agents explained, these people, these young people clearly don't have $5,000 or however it costs to get over the border. So what they're going to do is be uh, owe this money to the cartel. In turn, the cartel is going to say, Okay, you're gonna you're gonna get you over the border, um, but then you're gonna go work up in Long Island with MS-13, uh, and that's how you're gonna pay off um, these five thousand dollars. Of course, you know once you get into a gang, you you rarely ever leave. Um, so uh, unless it's uh, because you're you're killed or you go to jail. So that's uh, a real concern there. I think the other thing they realize is they they win both ways because 
uh, border agents say, look, if you dump 100 uh, people uh, across the border who have been exposed to the elements on, on their trek from South America, uh, women and children and older people, and, and it's a humanitarian issue, um, uh, they get dropped off on the American side of the border. Uh, of course, Customs and Border Patrol is going to prioritize that above other things. So they're going to rush to that. They only have a, a, a finite number of uh, manpower. So if they're devoted to that humanitarian crisis and dealing with taking those people in, health issues, processing them, it means there's huge gaps along the border, uh, you know, a mile down the road uh, for the cartel to, um, to, to bring the drugs over. Uh, and, um, you know, they showed us a video of uh, a, uh, a truck that was filled with drugs. They, they, they surmised, and they were correct, and a high-speed chase. And the, the truck was driving back to the river over which it came. And uh, literally the truck finally just right into the river, and uh, a bunch of people from the other side swam over, took the drugs out, and floated back to the other side and, and kind of taunted Border Patrol. Uh, was frustrating to see, but so they um, they have uh, um, uh, they are, are brazen, they are without morals and ethics, and they also are uh, are resourced in terms of technology. They have so much money, uh, so uh, Border Patrol is you know they match Border Patrol's technology, and they certainly overwhelm local government uh, sheriffs and therefore. So that's why we had that begging and pleading from local law enforcement that they need help. Um, you know, this is and, you know, really the cartels control many districts, uh, many provinces within Mexico. Um, so uh, it, is, it, is, it is serious. I mean, I just saw that the uh, uh, governor of Texas is urging the president to determine the, the cartels in Mexico, a terrorist organization. That's how concerned they are about what's going on there. Um, I'd like to mention also that we have uh, coming up on the Rusk Report on ESPN AM 1520, uh, former New York State Republican Chairman Ed Cox talking about redistricting for congressional, Senate, and Assembly seats. And again, if you're uh, listening in Toronto, South Buffalo, or Manhattan, drop us a note. We'd like to hear from you at ESPN and our Canadian and European listeners. Uh, please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio. 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. A little bit more information about Chris Jacobs. He is also a small business owner working to revitalize West New York communities and provide spaces for other small businesses to th thrive. His, um, he lives in Orchard Park with his wife, Martina, a lovely lady, and uh, their daughter, Anna. And special thanks to George McNerney, who helped set this radio uh, program up. Let's uh, talk about finishing the wall. Can we put forth a bill, a piece of legislation that will finish this wall? We seem to have a wall around the Capitol with barbed wire. Oh, why don't we get a bill put forth so we finish this wall on the southern border to keep all this drugs and violence out of the United States? Absolutely. You're 100% right. I mean, what we're finding out right now is, you know, President Trump had made great gains in uh, wall construction, uh, and, and and a lot of construction was continuing, uh, and the uh, Biden administration has stopped the, the construction of the wall. And just to keep in mind, too, the way the contracts were written uh, by the Trump administration to try to 
assure that the wall was completed, the, the funding that had already been let, is that uh, the contracts would be awarded and paid irrespective of when they were, if they were um, constructed or not. And the thought there, I, I would mean, it, was that it was going to tip the hand of the uh, uh, Biden administration that they would have to move forward with building the wall. Well, the Biden administration obviously doesn't really care much about wasting money. So they are actually throwing money away uh, and paying contractors to not build the wall. It's uh, outrageous. Um, but we, you know, again, as I said, uh, without exception, every border agent said the wall is a critical piece of uh, first line of defense. If there's a wall there, we don't have to staff it to the, to the level and monitor to the level we, we would if it's not. Our re, the limited resources border control can be used for more uh, more effective activity as a secondary and tertiary way of protection. Uh, and as I mentioned as well, it's a bipartisan issue. Uh, we met with Democrat and Republican sheriffs who were consistent in this message. And uh, there's been a very outspoken Democratic mayor down in Texas pleading for the 50 uh, miles of uh, uh, border in his district that they desperately need a wall. So the wall needs to get done. It, walls are effective. That's exactly why Nancy Pelosi has put one around the Capitol um, and staffed it with National Guard, who frankly would be better served down at the southern border. Uh, but um, uh, the hypocrisy is not limited to border issues, and we're seeing it all over the place right now in Washington, D.C. Let's talk about this uh, crazy deficit. I mean, we're talking about uh, $7 um, trillion being added in two years uh, period to our deficit. It's, I don't know, about $28 trillion. Uh, we have a situation in Washington which most people do not believe is sustainable, where half the people get a check from the government and half of Americans don't pay taxes. Are you scared of a stock market crash because of this crazy overspending that is bankrupting America and you have a baby daughter? Uh, how can we saddle these children and grandchildren with debt uh, for generations to come? Congressman Chris Jacobs. I think you're absolutely right, Brian. I said that in the in the last COVID bill. They were really using uh, the Democrat leadership, using the COVID crisis as cover uh, to just spend money on the majority of things that had very little to do with COVID relief. And it was an immense amount of money. Uh, and uh, uh, we, you know, I supported previous COVID, uh, previous COVID relief uh, because I think we, we were still in the belly of the beast of the COVID crisis. But indicators where we were moving out of it, we, we were doing okay. Uh, actually, the money had not even hit the streets of the, the December COVID package, yet the Democrats wanted to ram through another uh, $1.9 trillion dollars. Uh, in additional spending, and they got it through. Uh, they used the pandemic as, a, as an excuse to do it, to pay for a lot of things that didn't have anything to do with it. Um, now they are, again, doing the same thing in terms of infrastructure. I think there's a bipartisan recognition that we do need to make some, some significant infrastructure investments. But right now, this, this package, uh, which is, again, about $2 trillion, is... Uh, about only 6% of, of it is what people typically think about in, in infrastructure, roads and bridges. I mean, really, this is a guy to put in things like the Green New Deal, uh, things that, uh, you know, paying for electric cars and things like this um, that, that are not infrastructure. And, uh, again, as you're saying, 
they, this is going on our kids and our grandkids' credit cards. So uh, we are burdening them with these debts. We are saddling the economy and, and uh, putting a wet blanket on growth. And, you know, we are, I, I think it would be, um, it would be uh, unrealistic to say this is not going to impact inflation. We are also, you know, we are seeing, uh, uh, right now I think it's uh, $9 or 2 by 4 mm-hmm. I mean, we're seeing why home construction is going through the roof costs. Uh, you know, look at what you're paying for gas since uh, Joe Biden got in. Uh, the policies that they are doing beyond just the infrastructure are starting to really affect uh, the, the affordability of life for our people. And uh, un- unless we put a stop to it, uh, it's going to get worse. Uh, a question, and, and you're a father, you're a son, and you see these uh, 19,000 to 20,000 miners crammed into facilities that might be able to house a thousand people uh doesn't this make you want to cry to see this inhumanity to put people in such horrible living conditions and and children at risk i mean doesn't this make you sick absolutely and i think talking to every one of my colleagues they felt the same way and they also felt that the custom and border patrol were you know are incredibly compassionate people are trying their best under very very difficult circumstances um, but uh, somebody used the analogy uh, of if you're, you know, if you're if your bathroom's flooding, the first thing you do is you turn off the water mm-hmm. before you try to fix the the pipes. Uh, we need to do that. I mean, we need to do as what we can, as best we can, compassionately with dealing with the humanity issue here, humanity humanitarian crisis. But we also need to stop the flow, and that is policies that were in effect we need to reinstate them uh, to stop this otherwise we'll just not be able to this will be an unending surge of um of humanity that it, it's going to overwhelm us uh, even our country our resources so um and, and the longer that the Biden administration lives in denial on this the worse this gets so um and the longer the mainstream media doesn't cover it the worse this is going to get um, so I was called, you know, uh, accused of being a grandstander. I'm not. I'm, mm-hmm. as you say, fact-finding and highlighting an issue that mainstream media will not cover sufficiently. Uh, so, uh, I, again, I thank you for the opportunity to raise awareness here on the show, which has such a broad reach. Well, we're very grateful to have you on. We've had Congressman Chris Jacobs on uh, several times in the last 10 years. He's done a lot for education with the Bison Scholarship Fund. He's been a tremendous member of the Buffalo School Board, county clerk, state senator, and now United States congressman elected to the 116th District. So thank you for enlightening us. Again, if anyone has thoughts or comments, please write to Brian Rusk, ESPN Radio, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York. 14226. Special thanks to Kevin Carr, Director of Production, and George McInerney for recommending this program. Thank you for enlightening us and telling us the truth of what's going on the southern border. Congressman Chris Jacobs, have a great week. Thank you, Brian. You've been listening to The Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at the Western New York community with news, features, and special guests. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write to Brian Rusk, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Amherst, New York, 14226.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.